This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the Internet. Here again is John McElroy. Welcome to this internet-only discussion with Doug Speck, the president and CEO of Volvo North America. Great having you here on this internet-only version of AutoLine. And Michelle Krebs from Edmunds.com, David Welch from Business Week. I, I wanted to talk more about hardware on cars. I got a chance to drive the XE60, which I loved, by the way. Thank you. I'll, I'll confess right here, so far, it's at the top of my list for the North American Truck of the Year. That's how much I like this thing. Now I'm more happy yeah, that yeah, I showed Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you'll pay attention that. to what yeah, I'm yeah. saying, right? But it had HD radio in it, and I've yeah. driven a number of luxury cars with HD in it, and none of them have sounded as good as H. And I'm, I'm listening to AM radio in HD, and I'm just wondering, uh, are your customers catching on to this? Is HD just the cool thing to have, or do people but, really want this? First of all, it's standard across oh, the range okay. for our So products. they're going to get it no matter what. So they all get it. And, you know, I think it is growing now. I mean, it's almost like Sirius or XM, per se, was two or three years ago, right? First, there's this kind of general awareness building, and perhaps predominantly right now on the back of word of mouth. And then as more and more people are aware of it, more and more people demand it. But it's a spectacular way to listen to sound coming out of your radio, though, as I think you've evidenced. It's, uh, the crystal clarity of it is, is very much like the difference in television between uh, HDTV and non-HDTV. Uh, so we're, you know, we're, we were actually the first brand in America to put HD in standard across the range. So... We're excited by the potential of it. Yeah, and there's no monthly fee or anything like no. that. So no. I, if radio stations start doing a lot more programming, I think it's going to take off. But I'd love to know what the, the Volvo audio engineers did because there's something about the way you guys have executed this in the car. I'm telling you, I've been in Mercedes, BMW, and the like, and they don't sound as good as it sounds We're in the Volvo. The sound system. We, it's ours. Yeah, we do it in uh, Sweden. Right. So uh, you know what we could do if you'd like? I could hook you up with the guys that actually build this. And you could probe into their uh, minds yeah, and figure out Yeah, I'm just wondering if they've that. got some trick up their sleeve. Because but. they'll tell you, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know and they would be right. Yeah. You brought up Sirius XM a minute ago, and, and I have satellite radio, and I love it, but I'm worried that it's not going to survive. Uh, you yeah, know, what's interesting. Or logo commercials. You know, yeah, they were in the news yesterday about whether they're going to stay listed, right? Because they're under a dollar, I think. What do you Are think? they really that bad? We had I mean, Mel Karmazan here a year ago. Really? Yeah, it was about 26 a share or something like that at that time. I was actually in their studios with them, uh, must have been two or three months ago, took a tour, met with Mel. Um, my, my personal opinion, I love it. I, I Actually, I never listened to anything but Sirius Radio. I don't have a CD Same player. Same here. I, 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 I haven't listened um, to FM in so, years. So if it's that good, right, it's gotta be, there's got to be a market for it, would be my base assumption. Yeah, we keep saying that in journalism, too. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's a good point, actually. You're getting affected by the digital age a bit. But, you know, I, I, some brands, I mean, we're continuing to expand it across our range. We're, more and more, we're making it standard, not, not an option. So I think in particular in the luxury brands, you, you can expect it will be slowly expanding across the range. Now, whether the people that run SiriusXM can figure out how to make that financially a good business proposition, I'm not smart enough and know enough about it really to understand Did you get a big take rate on it in your cars? I mean, it, We're, uh, I think, 46%. Some of it's because some of it's standard, and then on some of it it's an option. But it's, it's a pretty high take rate. Yeah, that is actually. Yeah. So. There's hope. I think it's, you know, the luxury brands are going to have a higher take rate, you would imagine. In the, the broadcast version of the show, you talked about active safety, which is a big, uh, I, I'm a, it's a technology I'm really intrigued yes. by. Do your customers really go for this sort of thing, though, where the car starts warning them, maybe starts even bumping the steering, and, uh, or are they going, wait a minute, that's a little bit too much control? 
Well, yeah, it's a fair question. I think, you know, the reality is that a lot of the safety we're bringing in right now, you won't know that you've got it until you need it. So, and I, and I like to refer to city safety on XC60 as an example. Uh, you know, in, in, in the instance of a city safety, what happens as your car is approaching a vehicle in front of it, uh, the, vehicle, the, the sensors on the car are examining the driver, examining the car. If they see you approaching this car in front of you from 19 to 10 miles per hour, it, and you get close enough, it'll activate the brakes for you, reduce the, the, uh, the force of the collision from 9 miles per hour to 2 miles per hour to activate the brakes and actually preclude you from hitting the vehicle in front of you. I, I think if you were in that situation and it activated, you would be happy, would be my guess, because the alternative is much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, I think we still have work to do as an industry to get better at, let's say, a lane departure. And, and, and how we manage lane departure. Because, you know, personally, I've been in lane departure, and, and it can be annoying. You can be switching from here to here. It could read something, and it pops on. So there's software improvements, I think, that the industry will make to continue to make that less and less intrusive, more and more refined. But without question, it's coming. And, and I think I'll give you an example. Distracted driving, right, subject that's in the news right now quite a lot. We, we've taken a very strong view that, in our opinion, there is an issue here and that some thoughtful legislation is necessary, particularly, in my opinion, on texting. Uh, we have distracted driving type stuff, if you know, and it'll read behavior in terms of slumber. If you're starting to doze off, it'll give you a, a noise. Uh, that's, that's, technology is going to allow us to actually help there, but, but the customer, the driver of the car, has to help as well. Uh, and so I think the potential as it relates for technology to continue to make cars safer is spectacular. And as, as we talked about earlier, we have a vision uh, by 2020, from thereafter, no one to die again in a Volvo. Well, what's explosion. in that car that, that yeah. is not in, in it? We should have asked that on the broadcast. Well, what's me, in it that me, we don't see in cars I'll now? give you a really esoteric, wild example. Uh, locusts. You've, you've heard of locusts? You know, they fly in big mm-hmm. swarms. or like grasshoppers. Millions of locusts flying together, and all the research shows they don't hit each other. Hundreds of millions of them, and they never make contact with each other. So we're actually in labs trying to figure out what sensors locusts have to allow them to fly in swarms of billions without contacting the well, car. fighters have transponders, right? Right. That's so literally, you can imagine a scenario where you've got uh, information around the car that allows you to read the situation of the car in reference to all the things around it and, and actually activate brakes, activate steering, et cetera. And this is you know, futuristic stuff to preclude cars from hitting cars or impediments. You know, the technological potential exists to be able to do stuff like that. And, you know, you have to keep evolving the software. As we all know, things grow exponentially in that world. But I I think we think that there's a real potential that that could happen. And, you know, if you look at just the the amazing change between three-point seatbelt, right, to to airbags, to to the safety cages in cars, to the technology, passive safety, uh, to active safety technology we've seen just in the last 10 years, it's incredible how much safer cars are today than they were 10 years ago, right? And imagine the next 10 to 15 years, how much more advancement can make. It's a vision. Any other gadgets or, or innovations that you can kind of give us a little sneak peek on here? That would uh, we we actually I, I, we've driven, got one. I, I've actually driven it. General Motors has been at the forefront of this. It's what they and a bunch of automakers, including Volvo, call V to V, vehicle to vehicle. Oh, no, that, I'm talking about other than that. I'll give you one that's oh, coming. Okay. Uh, it, it's a real... Uh, S60, uh, a year from now, will introduce a whole new sports sedan, S60, replacement for the current version. Uh, in that car will be uh, actually technology that work, we call pedestrian safety. And the, the technology will allow the cam- a camera will read 
the people around the front of the car and it'll, it'll, it'll look at the imagery and it'll be able to recognize a child and an adult. It'll read where all those people are and what direction they're walking or moving. It'll compare that to where the car is, how fast the car is going, and it'll actually do what city safety will do only in the form of pedestrian safety. So you'll be able to actually have the car stop without hitting a pedestrian by itself if you, do, if you don't do it for the car. Uh, and that's not future science stuff. That's available 12 months from now. That's so. pretty impressive. Was that developed by Volvo, or is that coming out of the Ford Sci Labs? That's our own, that's our own safety center. See, when you talk about a car that, that you know, nobody will ever die in, I'm thinking about, there's a, isn't there a Schwarzenegger movie where he wrecks a car, and instead of an airbag, this foam sprays into the cab, and yeah. it, it hardens like, there, yeah, yeah. like wall insulation or styrofoam, and they have to chip you out, but you're alive. But <laughs> again, you know, <laughs> something crazy if, you think like of the, if you think of 20 years ago or 30 years ago, the crazy stuff that were in sci-fi movies. No, that's what know, I'm talking about. That's, yeah. that's the world we're living in right now, man. <laughs> I mean, you talk about digital TV screens on the wall where you got uh, Skype going back and forth. I mean... That's the, uh, 10 years from now, is going to be a much different world than it is today, isn't it? So. We were talking about styling earlier. How far can Volvo stray from, it's, it's a formula, it's, you, know, you know a Volvo, how far does it stray? Well, you know, I like to look at uh, two cars, right? Uh, C30 um, actually carries lines of, of P1800, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and is, by all accounts, I think, a very cool-looking car. Right? So it's still very much true to Volvo, but also a terrifically styled automobile. And then the most current product we've just introduced to me is XC60, uh, is its own, let's say, crossover vehicle example of a similar analogy. Uh, if you go look at what, what the writers have written about the products that are in this segment that have been launched over the course of the last 12 to 18 months, I would suggest the bulk of them would say that the XC60 is the best styled vehicle in this segment. Uh, and it's still very much a Volvo, still got the, the shoulder haunches. Um, so I, I think we can do both, right? We can, we can be recognized as a Volvo and, in addition to that, have people say, wow, that's a really cool-looking car. And those are, are two real examples that, that are out there right now in the marketplace for us. So it's not, it takes good style, it, I mean, creativity. It takes talent, talented people. We talked earlier, Peter Horbury's back in our business. He's the kind of person that can do that. But it's not an impossible challenge. I think we've already shown we can do it. How much do you, do you want to play up the Swedishness of the brand, or does that make it too much of a niche or doesn't provide any value for you? I mean, is it, it's part of your heritage, but is it really something you can advertise and market and get, get any equity out of? I think we have, to, uh, we have to be distinctive versus others in the marketplace, right? Um, you know, we aren't German. We're Swedish. And so we'll talk about uh, design in context to the fact that it's Scandinavian. Uh, you know, the obvious is the instrument back in the, in the in center console of the car for us. Uh, even the lines of an XC60, as I dis- described, to us, that's a very, the very embodiment of a, of a Scandinavian style. So I think it's important is the answer to the question. And I think we'll keep looking for opportunities to exercise Scandinavian design in a very exciting, eloquent way. And that's how we'll distinguish ourselves from the Germans. Yet your chief designer is British. Yeah, but he's also <laughs> been, uh, been with Volvo I know, I in his history, so he's got it. He understands the DNA quite well. Well, we ought to wrap it up here, but Doug Speck, thanks so much for coming in and talking all about Volvo. It's I've been enjoyed terrific it. having you. Michelle, great having you. David, you too. And thanks, John. Thank all of you for who have tuned in.